Welcome to the Eczema Life podcast, where we explore the myths that keep us feeling helpless and the hacks that really help. My name is Bonnie. I'm a former eczema sufferer and qualified nutritionist here at Eczema Life. And each episode, I will be sitting down with nutritionist, author, and Eczema Life founder, Karen Fisher. Karen is the author of The Eczema Diet, The Eczema Detox, and her most recent book, The Healthy Skin Kitchen. And her skincare company is called Skin Friend. Thanks, Bonnie. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing the eczema myths that keep us feeling helpless and what you can do about it. Now, I'll also be briefly discussing my own journey with eczema, plus a topic that I feel is super important, infected eczema how to spot it, what you can do about it, and most importantly, how to prevent it in the first place. Now, Bonnie, I'd also love to hear about your personal journey with eczema. And lastly, we're also gonna discuss our free Itch Busters and Sleep Solutions ebook, where you can get all the information you need to get a better night's sleep and decrease that itch straight away. Oh, sounds good. Okay, so let's get in to the biggest eczema myth of all. Eczema is a genetic condition and there is nothing you can do about it. Is this true? Uh, Yes. Well, look, eczema does have a genetic component, certainly with my daughter who was born with eczema. It was a genetic component, but there is plenty you can do about it. And look, that's the biggest myth. When we're told there's nothing you can do about it, just wait to grow out of it. Um, you know, that can be really heartbreaking for a person and really depressing. So I feel like we need to bust this straight away. There is so much you can do about it. And look, I'm really grateful um, to um, a nurse that actually opened my eyes. And I didn't appreciate the information at first. You know, uh, I went to the early childhood center um, when my um, daughter was oh, about 10 months old. And the nurse who had seen us months earlier looked at us and went, has your daughter still got eczema? And I thought, oh, what a rude comment. Eczema (laughs) is a genetic condition and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, why is she attacking me? Rude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, she knew I was a nutritionist for a start and she's told me um, uh, about salicylate sensitivity and she gave me all these tips you know, uh, one of them was, you know, avoiding bathing, baby teething gel and uh, avoiding this and avoiding that. And she really opened my eyes. So I went away and I kind of went, oh, I know what to do about salicylate sensitivity. I'm a nutritionist. I've, you know, uh, that's something that I used to have. It was a real light bulb moment for me. So I went away and I did some research and I devised a program for my daughter, which allowed her to gradually and slowly get better and lead a normal life. So I'm really grateful for the nurse who opened my eyes. I wasn't really grateful in the moment, but, um, you know, she opened my eyes to excellent solutions that I had not even thought of before. So that's why, Bonnie, I feel like it's really important to discuss these things today because, you know, we're told to use creams and wet wraps and, and not much else, you know, and I feel like um, we need to be discussing other options because there is so much that people can do. And I know through my own journey of having eczema as well, um, you know, where I got um, mast cell activation disorder and head-to-toe eczema, um, I was really grateful that I felt empowered and I actually looked for solutions straight away, um, which meant that my journey um, was a short one rather than one that goes for, you know, 20 
30, 50 years um, when I worked at the Eczema Life Clinic in Paddington, you know, I, some of the patients I saw had had eczema for 50 years and they hadn't been told to look for solutions early and they were like, oh, you know, if only I'd heard about this, you know, 20, 30, 50 years ago. So, yeah, so I feel like that's, you know, a really important podcast topic today. Oh, absolutely. And what a wonderful nurse. You know, it just goes to show that talking about other solutions to eczema just creates greater awareness in the eczema community. I mean, when my eczema was really bad, I wish there were more solutions discussed than just putting on a cream or doing the wet wraps and that sort of thing. So Karen, now I'd love to talk to you about infected eczema. So firstly, how do we know if our eczema is infected? Uh, thanks, Bonnie. Yeah, look, this is really important because um, when I saw patients at the Eczema Life Clinic, Often when they came to me, their eczema was so infected that it smelt like rotting meat. So your eczema has to be really badly infected because eczema doesn't normally smell at all. So firstly, if your eczema smells bad, it is definitely infected and it's probably been infected for quite a while. Um, and we'll discuss in a moment what to do if, if that's the case. Now, if your eczema is just getting infected, you'll probably notice that it's um, getting redder than normal, it's weeping, it just feels more irritated. Possibly, you know, you've scratched it with your bare fingernails the night before or a few days before and that has um, caused the beginnings of an infection. So it could, it just, it'll just like, um, it, it'll just be more irritated. You know, if you've found a cream helped you before, that cream will stop working. That's another sign that your eczema is infected. Yeah, definitely. So if we do think our eczema is infected, should we go see the doctor? What do you suggest we do? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the first step is always to go see your doctor. Your doctor can take a swab and a check, but you know, quite often your doctor will just, doctor will just look at it and go, yeah, that looks infected. Um, so once your skin is infected, it is actually really important to do something about it because um, really badly infected skin can actually get to the point where it's life-threatening it can take a while to get to that point so it's not something that you take lightly and go oh you know i'm gonna just put something herbal on it uh it's probably too late for that if your eczema is smelling bad um and what um your doctor can actually do as a first treatment which um i know when back when i had eczema and my skin got infected it, it was to the point where I needed to go to the hospital and get antibiotics. Um, but I, you know, after that, I'm like, well, you know, it was not great for my gut. So I know I personally wanted to avoid antibiotics uh, in the future when your eczema is really severely infected and, and, and it's all over your body. You definitely need antibiotics. So don't feel like there is a natural solution. So, you know, that's going to get you back on track. And then the tips that we give you today will help you to stay away from having to do that again. So my doctor actually prescribed a topical antibiotic cream, which was so fantastic. Uh, she said, you know, if, if you suspect your eczema is getting infected again, pop this on straight away. And that was really wonderful. It meant that I didn't have to take oral antibiotics after that um, time when I had the severe infection. And it was really wonderful 
to just have it on hand. So look, it's only a really tiny tube. So if you've got head toe infected eczema, the topical antibiotics is not going to be a great solution from you. But if it's just a little patch and it starts to get really angry and red, you know that you've you know, unconsciously when you're half asleep, scratched your skin to bits and you're like, oh, I might have infected it last night, then that is a really great solution that you can discuss with your doctor. Yeah, great. Such important points there. Um, So if our skin is infected, eczema is infected, is there anything we can do at home personally? Look, if it's not too infected, um, there are stuff you can do at home. I still suggest if it doesn't rapidly get better and like you know doesn't start to look better in a day you still really do need to see your doctor but I, I just want to give you this option um you know if you've scratched your skin the night before and you go ooh, that could have infected my skin but there's no symptoms yet then yeah absolutely you know so having something like the usual recommendation is bleach baths um look i personally tried them i, I did the bleach foot bath and i personally found that it just dried out my skin so badly. Like my skin just flaked and hurt with bleach bath. So that wasn't an option for me. Um, but an apple cider vinegar bath is a really wonderful, gentle, gentler way to um, to uh, keep infections more at bay rather than... So and something, you know, on the first sign of infection you can try, you know, while you're waiting to see your doctor and just to see if that helps before you see your doctor. Yep. Great. Okay. So, and lastly, most importantly, how do we avoid getting infected eczema in the first place? So, you know, we can avoid antibiotics, hospitals, and all that bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Look, what I found worked really well because I didn't really want to have a bath every night um, is I made up a, a just a very mild apple cider vinegar spray, which is apple cider vinegar and water. And, and it's really important to get the ratios right. I found I was a bit overzealous one time and put too much apple cider vinegar in there. And I found that actually really irritated my skin and made it look like there was some bigger issue than it was. So I found a really mild solution worked wonderfully, popped it in a spray bottle and sprayed it onto my skin every morning, you know, just in case I'd scratched throughout the night. Um, I found I could avoid scratching totally once once I learned how the technique of avoiding scratching, then I didn't need the spray so much. But yeah, so I found it, I would spray the apple cider vinegar spray in the morning, just on the, the parts of my skin where I thought, um, you know, where, where the eczema was and I thought I'd need it. Rather than having a bath and having apple cider vinegar all over my body, I found that that worked really well. And I found spraying it in the morning better than at night. Because, you know, if, if you are a little bit sensitive to it, um, you don't want to be putting something on your skin at night. You want to just be in a real calm, relaxed mode and you want to do all your treatment stuff first thing in the morning. And look, that, you know, I've heard from other eczema sufferers and I know, Bonnie, you've said that as well, that the apple cider vinegar baths just help you to stay, you know, oh, not, so not need good. to go to hospital. Yeah, not need to go to hospital, which is uh, always a good thing. Um, yeah, I found yeah. that so helpful. One of the the best topical things I did for my skin. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we've got that um, apple cider vinegar spray and bath recipes in our free Itch Busters and Sleep Solutions ebook that you can download for free at eczemalife.com. But we'll give you more details at the end of this podcast. Now, Bonnie, I know you've had a difficult journey with eczema during your childhood and teenage years. 
and you've had moments where your skin was infected and you didn't know. So look, I'd love to hear your eczema journey because I think people could really relate to it. Yeah, so my eczema journey, like your daughter, started from day one when I was a baby and it really continued through to my childhood and teenage years and even into my early 20s. Um, It was terrible. I spent most of my time as a child covered in creams and itchy and trying to hide away from everyone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a really difficult time. Um, So for years, my amazing mother tried absolutely everything to help my skin and I mean everything I'm sure as many listeners would relate I tried all the weird and wacky things um and you know it was even so bad at one point I was on immunosuppressant drugs which is not good at all and to no surprise none of these things worked you know they were just band-aid solutions masking the real underlying issues and it wasn't until my mum stumbled across a very interesting book which you may have heard of called The Eczema Diet by Karen Fisher is when everything really changed. It was my eczema wake-up call. I completely ditched gluten, sugar, dairy, all the processed junk I'd been eating for so long and high chemical foods. And to my and my mum's amazement, my eczema for the first time in my whole life went away. Don't get me wrong, it was not, you know, a quick fix Uh, everyone has their own eczema journey can take a long time to heal especially because my gut was so inflamed from feeding it so much junk for so long but with persistence and willpower and education um, and patience yeah my eczema healed and it was amazing and this really inspired me and it led me to study a Bachelor of Health Science majoring in nutrition in the hope of helping others. So yeah, I'm now so thankful that I get to work at Eczema Life and help others with eczema. It's a real passion of mine. Oh, thanks Bonnie. Look, it's great to hear that a childhood trauma has turned into a passion and a career where you can help others. And yeah, I know that you know people do have their different eczema journeys um and that you know changing the diet can be really helpful with people with eczema as as part of their healing program and there's lots of non-diet things to do as well and i just want you know to be clear you know there's uh other factors involved such as stress and um environmental factors you know, oh, absolutely. In the home. I, and uh, looking back like all yeah. those things were all part of my journey too you know having eczema is stressful and I think um, there's not a much awareness about how much stress affects your skin it makes a massive difference it's amazing yeah absolutely and I think just doing the dietary changes and and reducing that skin inflammation it starts starts to reduce your stress levels as well doesn't it absolutely so now look I just want to recap on what we've discussed today Firstly, look, yes, eczema does have a genetic component, but there is lots you can do about it. And look, some of these solutions you can find straight away in our free ebook, Top 6 Itch Busters and Sleep Solutions. Look, because when you've got itchy eczema, it can really affect sleep. So we think this is important information that you can get started with straight away. I know when I first had eczema and my baby had eczema, you know, sleep was the biggest issue. And, you know, your skin heals when you sleep. So getting a good night's sleep is one of the most important parts of healing eczema. 
Yeah, so important. We also discussed the importance of avoiding getting infected eczema. If you can avoid infection, then your eczema is going to be so much easier to manage, repair, and prevent. And you can get your apple cider vinegar spray recipe in our free ebook. So head over to eczemalife.com and download the top six itch busters and sleep solutions ebook there. For those who already signed up for our newsletter, check your latest email from Eczema Life and the instructions to download the ebook will be there. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks, Bonnie. I look forward to chatting with you again soon.